if my microphone is on. Um, let's catch a quick break. I think we're having some technical issues here in the studio. It is play-by-play. <laughs> It's the Big Finner Sales event right now at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Welcome back to Play by Play here on Kaylee B. Casey Gistler here. I'm sorry for our online listeners. Uh, the first minute or so of the show is going to be, well, I may even edit it out, uh, but we were talking about Coach Connie Colley and the amazing life that she had. And you know what? Let, let, let's do that. For those of you who are tuning in on the internet, you're going to hear some of this stuff twice. For those of you listening on the internet, we tried to do this and then we're having some microphone issues or whatever, but um, Coach Connie passed away. Coach Connie Colley, longtime swim coach down the bay, passed away last night. And uh, Coach, you and I were just sharing some thoughts, and you know, you were saying how it was such a big loss, and, and we lost a community mainstay, man. It was, it was it's tough hearing that news, reading that text this morning as I'm waking up. It, it was it's not easy news to receive. Um, I guess the only peace and only solace we get is that she had been suffering for a long time, and she is now suffering no more, and she's in the kingdom of paradise this holiday season. Yes, and uh, like we'll mention, and uh, just a great swim coach, her and uh, you know Corey Colley did a great job with, with our swim team, and. Uh, you go to any sporting event, she was around. Uh, the cutoff church, she was there singing at masses and, and heavily involved there. So, uh, you know, it, I know it's a tough time for Corey, Scott, JoJo, and Christy and their family. But, um, you know, we want to send our prayers definitely out to those guys and, it's, you know, their time of sorrow. And, you know, Miss Connie, we uh, we definitely going to miss you. 
Yeah, no doubt. And look, we'll talk about some high school sports throughout the course of the show. Um, we've, we've got some big high school athletic results to give you all. Saturday, uh, we kind of open up the Saturday scoreboard here. Man, a lot of folks in the community saw some Central Lafouge boys basketball results lately and were like, eh, I don't know how many more wins these guys got left in them as it had been a struggle the last week or so. Central goes on the road and beats Covington 57-55. to That's a huge win for Gage Griffin and his crew. Covington have won like seven or eight games in a row. They're a really quality program. The Trojans go on the road, get a big lead from what I understand from Ashton who was there, blew the lead, and then battled back and get a two-point win. That's a ginormous result for the Trojans who needed it. We talked about this. They're like 36 in the power ratings. They needed it. And they got it when they needed it most, getting a quality win against a good opponent on the road. Look, and, I, and I, we talked about this a little bit Saturday. I, I think these 5A teams, if you – the only taken was it 28 this year. So if you like 34, 35, 36, uh, the more it gets into the season, you don't get extra points for playing up because you can't. So that, that's going to be tough. You can see I think some of these 4A schools, if they play these 5A schools – they may uh, that's stuck in the Division One, which shouldn't be, but they are. Um, <clears throat> they may be able to get more points than them, but yeah, big win for the Trojans, and they're gonna have to try and keep uh, keep it rolling. To they, they got some ground to make up. Trojans kind of pulled from thirty six to thirty three with that win. Covington, just for perspective, Covington is twenty first right now with an eight and five record. They were eight and four coming in, so big win for the Trojans. They'll have to try to keep that momentum rolling in district play. Saturday, we had Franklin get a 44-34 win over E.D. White. Patterson Lumberjacks, boy, they're good. They beat Bro Bridge 59-55, a good win for the Lumberjacks. I also see here, I don't know that that's right. It says that they also beat Southside 59-55. I have a hard time believing that they beat two opponents by the same exact score in a game that was played the same exact time. And following Todd Russ on Twitter, I don't think that game was played. I think that's a mistake. I think they beat Brobridge 59-55. I'll check on that, though. But I think they beat Brobridge by four points. Um, in single A, we had Central Catholic of Morgan City rolling past Acadiana, 71-42. It's so weird to me. Like, when E.D. White beat Acadiana, I even said on the air, like, oh, that's a great win for Coach Keith. Like, you just assume because of how good their football team is that their basketball team would be loaded. Acadiana is not good in basketball. Looking at the records right now, they are one and five, six, seven, eight, nine, one and ten. How's that even happen? You got all these athletes are running all over in football. How's that happen? It's it's crazy to me to believe that they don't have more success on the on the the hardwood than they do uh, with a one and ten record. Yeah, I mean, they getting their football kids late. Uh, do they, do they even play basketball? Yeah, something's up. Friday night, South Lafouche beats HL Bourgeois 45-31. to We won't elaborate a ton on that one because we did that pretty heavily on the Saturday show. Yeah, we dunked that one home. <laughs> yeah, BJ <laughs> was unbelievable. Uh, Morgan City beats Homa Christian 69-52. to Lakeshore beats South Terrebonne 69-18. to Vanderbilt defeats South uh, – excuse me, beat, defeats uh, Thomas Jefferson, rather, 59-30. to Good win for Vanderbilt. Berwick beats Hanson 70-69. to we talked about EDY beating Acadiana 51 to 40. Donaldsonville beats Ascension Catholic 57 to 52. These are all Friday boys basketball results. Southside did beat Patterson on Friday 60 to 36. Um, we had also on Friday night, 
Uh, well, wait, never mind. I told you that score already. Homer Christian falling to Morgan City, 69-52. to Let's go quickly to the girls' basketball scoreboard, then we'll catch a break here on Play by Play. Happy that you guys are with us on this Christmas week. Crazy to think that we're already in the Christmas week uh, time of the year. On Friday night, on the girls' basketball scoreboard, we had Central Lafouche get a 45-36 to win over HL Bourgeois. We talked about this. Central lost to Hanville to open district play. I said this on Friday's play-by-play. If you want to be who you think you're going to become, which is a contender in the local 5A district, that was a must-win for Coach Tora Danos and her team, and they got a nine-point win to defend their home floor. HL, or it's not HL Bourgeois, Hanville, rather, sorry, uh, defeats Central of Baton Rouge 56-24. to Good win for Hanville. Thibodeau. How about this? Ashley Adams and her team getting a big win. They beat East Ascension 43-42. Walker defeats Vanderbilt by 30. Again, these are all scores that we told you about on the Saturday show. Zachary beats Assumption 75-43. The Lady Tarpons got beat up on by Dutchtown 64-16. So that leads us into the Saturday results around the state for girls basketball, which were... Let's see. We had East St. John fall to Scotlandville, 56-34. to Good win for Scotlandville. We also had uh, Ellender beat Westgate, 56-45. to Denham Springs, 62. Assumption, 18. South Lafouche loses to Chappelle, 53-42. to Hanson Memorial beats South Terrebonne, 49-27. to Vanderbilt beats White Castle, 63-43. to and let's see what else we had uh, in the girls' basketball scoreboard. Central Catholic of Morgan City defeats Doyle 58-36. to It's early. It's very early. We, we're not even at the midway point of the season. Girls' basketball-wise, it's weird to see Ellen struggling. Thibodeau's having a great start to the year. Lady Tarpons are struggling. Some of the programs that were used to making deep playoff pushes, I'm not sure that they're going to do that this year. And look, uh, getting back to the boys' side real quick, it looks like on the LHSAA site where Southside played Patterson on Friday and Southside beat them rather handily. Then on the Saturday, it's saying at the uh, Southside tournament, they played again, and this time Patterson beat them. I'll, I'll check. Todd. Uh, let me go to Todd Russ's Twitter right now. He usually updates after every game saying the result. I don't remember seeing that they lost to Patterson on Saturday, but who knows? Well, maybe that's why he didn't update. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you could yeah. be on to something. Let's see. I'm on it right now. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I, who knows? I, I got to trust the LHSA website. So it looks like Patterson <laughs> might have got a bounce back wow, you win trust there. The LHSA. I know, right? Looking at the tournament bracket, the, is there a constellation round? See, the brackets don't even... Yeah, I don't think that that's right. But he's got a picture of the bracket. We know Friday Southside beat him, which sent Patterson to the loser's bracket. But it wasn't the tournament or the type of tournament where a team could come out of the loser's bracket and get... Yeah, I don't think that that game was played. I'm but, not sure if the tournament started Friday. Yeah. Well, it started Saturday. I, I'll shoot uh, Coach Russ a message and see if we could get that straight. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. The Tarpons are playing Terrebonne tomorrow. We'll give some keys and some thoughts on that. Uh, we'll chat about LCO and Golden Medal because the girls' teams played this weekend over at West Thibodeau. LCO gets a thrilling win over Golden Medal. We'll talk about that. And then also in the 12 o'clock hour, that's when we'll open up the umbrella. We'll talk 
about the NFL. The Saints get a big win. LSU gets a huge transfer portal commitment. And we've got our W's and L's and our picks to get out of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. If you've never been to a Rouse's Market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control need you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey just been here with Coach Brian Colley. Um, South Lafouche is taking on Terrebonne tomorrow. That's our next broadcast here on KLEB. The Tarpons are going to be uh, matched up against a team that has more size than them in the Terrebonne Tigers, and it's a team that also is playing very well. They're 8-3 and three on the season. You've seen Terrebonne. I've seen Terrebonne. You've seen South Lafouche. I've seen South Lafouche. What do the Tarpons have to do well tomorrow to combat uh, You know the, the great Terrebonne team that is off to such a great start to the season so far? Already got a win over Barb, which is a great team. Already got a win over Ellender, which is a good win. Uh, what do the Tarpons have to do to go on the road and combat that? Uh, like we see every game, take care of the ball. And I think a big thing is going to be rebounding. Uh, <clears throat> they're going up against a team that ha- has a, a real big guy and has a, a, a smaller athletic guy on the inside where um, I think they're going to have to rebound the basketball. Uh, 
Friday night, I don't Bourgeois wasn't attacking the offensive boards at all. Uh, I think Terrebonne's going to have a presence around the board, so we're definitely going to have to rebound. And when when that's going to happen, you got to stay out of foul trouble. But uh, and, and keep doing what you're doing, keep playing the way you're playing. <clears throat> and I, you know, I think uh, it's going to be a good game. I I want to <laughs> see the mindset of Terrebonne, and you're probably looking at me. I'm making all kind of faces looking at the computer. Terrebonne's last game, they beat Higgins, right? And I'm thinking to myself, all right, you know, hey, good win. Higgins is terrible. And Terrebonne beat them by two. The game before that, Terrebonne played Franklin, who previously had zero wins and lost. Something's going on in the last week over there. They they make it to the Bourgeois Tournament, finishes the runners-up, beat Ellender. Since that time, they lose to a winless Franklin team and beat Higgins by two at home. This is a Higgins team that played Central and lost by 28. Terrebonne's beating them by two. I don't know if they've got any injuries. I don't know if they got guys who are not in the lineup, but something smells like a fish there. And I'm just curious what their mentality's like because that don't add up to what I saw at the HL Bourgeois Tournament where they're beating Ellender and they're playing Brother Martin close. That don't add up when you're beating a Higgins team that's not good. A Higgins team that lost to St. Aug by 50, lost to Central by 28, lost to Hammond by 28, lost to Riverdale by 34, and then they're going on the road against Terrebonne and are just losing by two? Something, something don't smell right there. Um, just curious to see what the mentality of Coach Brown's team is going to be tomorrow. Look, it, it, it could be that some people are out of the lineup because I, I know – Coach Brown is coming in there and, and with a, a disciplined approach to what, you know, uh, what he wants to get done. It could be, and we just I'm just guessing here, it could be he had kids out of the lineup. Maybe not. But uh, if he had the whole team there, I, that, that serves, I think, well for the Tarpons going into the game. For sure. Um we talked about this on Friday, just the, the amazing things that Daniels does. He's above the rim. He's making plays. But look, I think the Tarpons beat Bourgeois because Kale had 10 and Coleman had 10 and they got some you know some shots. Jarvis made a layup or two. Like The other guys stepped up and played well. And, and turnovers were still a little bit of an issue, but they were not as big of an issue on Friday. Tarpons ran offense, had several one-minute possessions or even some possessions that went beyond that. If this team starts to run offense and starts to be more patient, I think they're going to be a way, way more dangerous team going through the, the stretch run of the year. Yeah, that's a good point because they're not always you know, coming down looking to get the ball to BJ. They're running a disciplined offense, and it's team basketball. That's why you see a lot of times Jarvis getting layups on the backside or, or like kind of some backdoor cuts and they're getting layups. Uh, you have Kali at the top that when he's on, he can hit a, a couple of threes, and that's all they need from him. He doesn't have to come out and get six or seven threes. Just a couple of those threes, and that can open up the middle even more for Daniels on the inside. So uh, I'm looking forward to this game, and I want to see how uh, Terrebonne's going to attack the Tarpons on the defensive end, if they're going to come with some type of different defense. Because I know when uh, Coach Brown was at Vanderbilt last year, he did uh, a couple of different things uh, when uh, B.J. had the ball. So uh, – We'll see if he has anything special uh, in, in in mind for tomorrow night. Well, we'll see how that shakes out. We'll certainly uh, be paying attention to that. Um, shifting the middle school, and then we'll talk about kind of some things we did over the weekend. 
Um, I know we planned to do that in the first segment of the show, but kind of got messed up, had some microphone issues, whatever it may be. Um, Golden Meadow and LCO, we talked about that last week and how evenly matched that would be and how they played an exhibition and the boys ran wild for Golden Meadow. Uh, but the girls you know, kind of got run past. They faced one another in a real game on Saturday at West Thibodeau. And from what Damien was telling me, his girls were up by like three or four points with a couple minutes left. Couldn't finish the deal. LCO gets like a three or four point win. Bro, you could circle down when we got that broadcast cool. later in the year. That's going to be a lot of fun. Those two teams are very evenly matched. And this go around, LCO gets them on the girls' side. Thanks in part, and you called this. You said this, I believe, on the air. Is that, hey, LCO's got some young girls that could really play and what I understand, they helped to spark that rally late against the Lions. Um, that's going to be some fun basketball to watch later in the year. The uh, excuse me, the Bulldogs win this battle, but there are more battles yet to come. Yes, uh, I was very impressed with the uh, the um, LaRose cutoff bench in that game. Uh, some young girls came off and uh, that bench and played well in that second half. And uh, yeah, we, during the broadcast, we mentioned that we can't wait for this uh, that second game. And well, they had a game before, but I'm talking about the uh, the last game of the, of the year, typically where they play, where that's going to be uh, one heck of a game on the girls' side, and I think on the boys' side, it's going to be the same. Yeah, no doubt about that. Look, you and I were both on Saturday at the Golden Meadow Oak Ridge Park for the all-day celebration of the uh, leading up to the boat parade. Um, we were there for the gumbo competition. We were there, you know, listening to the music and enjoying the good food and Santa was there and you know, it was a great time. And several times we made the remark of like, you know, man, like this is really cool. And look how much, you know, the community has turned out to support. And then you have the thought in the back of your mind, well, like it's 40 degrees and raining. Imagine if it were 60 degrees and sunny, how much bigger this would be. No, you got to be a proud uncle, man. Your, your nephew helped put on an awesome event. He and you know, Joe Bialamo and Kyle Williams and uh, all the all the folks. I'm going to forget people, so I'm hesitant to even name names. All the great people that allowed that to go off was awesome. And then I uh, parked at the church, then walked probably about a quarter of a mile north, caught the parade coming up north. The parade was beautiful, some awesome boats, everybody having a great time. The spirit of Christmas is in our community again, man. It was awesome to see such a cool event for a great cause, which was all the proceeds are going to help needy families this holiday season. Yeah, Aaron Colley, Joby Alamo. And uh, the rest of the crew, Kyle Williams, what what a, a great job they did putting this together. And when we were there you, on Saturday, you can the gifts that they were given were some pretty darn good gifts. And yep. uh, just to see these young kids opening those presents and the, the look that they had and the look the parents eye <coughs> and in the, their eyes, it was. Uh, it's uh, it was it was awesome, and look, you, you got to think they had twenty around twenty boats in in that parade, and people got to understand that you know they they putting this on, it, it's costing these people money with the fuel, and, and and the price of fuel, and they are still willing to get in their boats and ride up and down the bayou. Uh, I mean, I, look, it helps the economy because I know. Uh, they put all these lights up, and I think it'd be the same next year. Because you know how when you put Christmas lights up, next year you try to put the same ones up, what yeah. happens? They, they're all broken. Yeah, you're going to buy more. <laughs> so that's 20 bolts 
and so it's uh, it, it was great to see. Uh, we had a great time, and you know, I know a lot of people were there, and they were look. What can we do next year to help? We want to get more involved, and uh, already they're looking forward to next year. But just a, a great job by these guys putting this on for the community. Yeah, no doubt about that. Job well done. Very well said. Let's catch a break when we get back. I'll tell you why LSU football fans should be excited. The Tigers got a huge transfer portal commitment yesterday. Uh, and then just goes to show that maybe some of the concerns that some people had about Brian Kelly's re- recruiting skills um, maybe are not warranted. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll also talk about the Saints and NFL and got W's and L's. W's and L's will be fun. We've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've got 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated, locations in Homa, LaRoe, Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to play-by-play here on KLEV. Casey just clear here. We've got W's and L's coming in about a half hour. We'll talk about the Saints in the next segment. We'll talk about LSU in this segment. LSU got a big, big transfer portal commitment yesterday from 
Aaron Anderson, an Alabama wide receiver who committed to LSU out of the portal. Now, you guys may be saying, oh, you only think it's a big commitment because you're getting a guy from Alabama. Oh, no. This is a former five-star receiver who went to Alabama. He was once an LSU commitment, changed his commitment to Alabama after Coach Ogeron was fired. LSU kind of stayed with him, stayed with him. He entered the portal after one year at Alabama, which he was injured. He had an in, a knee injury, did not play for the year, redshirted, and now he comes back home. This fits a couple of different things that LSU needed. A, this goes to show Kelly could recruit better than a lot of folks thought that he could. There's a guy that he lost but ended up staying with it, ended up you know pulling the rabbit out of his hat and eventually getting him to Baton Rouge. Two, He's a great kick and punt returner. What are two things else you didn't have this year? A kick or a punt returner? So that fits a need there. And three, um, yeah, it takes a receiver away from one of your rivals, man. That's a big help. A lot of folks were saying at the time of his commitment, like, oh, he's going to be the next Louisiana guy to go to Alabama and be an All-American receiver. Like That was the conversation at the time of his commitment. Aaron Anderson was unbelievable at adding the car had a knee injury, was going to likely play at Alabama this year, if not for the knee injury. Now he's going off to Baton Rouge, adding depth to the receiver room. That is just ridiculous. Let me tell you guys the receivers who are going to be on the LSU roster next season. And Keep in mind, it's still early. Some of these guys could potentially transfer out. But as of right now, you got Kayshawn Boutte, Malik Neighbors, now Aaron Anderson, Brian Thomas will be back, Chris Hilton will be back. You've signed Shelton Sampson. You've signed Jalen Brown. You've got Kai Preen from St. James. You've got Kyron Lacey. That's like 10 receivers that I just gave you who are all SEC level. Whew. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is going to be. I mean, there's going to have some guys running down the field. You're an Alabama guy. I know you're not happy that Aaron Anderson's leaving. I know you were super excited when he committed last year. Um, boy, Brian Kelly pulled a rabbit out of his hat in this one. That's a good get for LSU. Yeah, you know, normally you would think you just recruit um, during the like recruiting. It's uh, recruiting seasons the entire year now uh, with the portal. Uh, I'm sure Alabama's not very happy with him leaving because you got to. It, it's sad you got to keep you got to recruit your own guys to stay each and every year. But look, what what weapons and, and what Brian Kelly's bringing to Baton Rouge, and uh, he's got a lot of young guys right now with. These extra practices, that's going to help them out a whole lot. You, They can play in the bowl game without having any restrictions on red shirts. So things are starting to set up nicely for the Tigers coming up in the future. They've got 25 high school commitments right now, currently the number five class in the country, led by five stars, the Lance Hurd from Neville and offensive tackle. And I talk about this with Stan a lot. What excites me the most about what LSU is doing, and it was really one of the only complaints that I have with Coach Ogeron. I had two big complaints with Coach Ogeron. A, I don't think he hired Coach as well. Once he lost Aranda, once he lost Joe Birdie, it was over. He never replaced either. He didn't hire coaches very well. B, I didn't think that he recruited for need so much. I think he recruited for headline at times. Oh, we got... Four quarterbacks on the roster, no big deal. We'll go sign another five-star quarterback. And then what would happen, they would all transfer. and it'd be. I didn't feel like he recruited for what they needed. Right now, if you close your eyes and you say, what does LSU need on their roster next year? Where could they get better? I say offensive line, defensive line, defensive back. Well, guess what? 
in this recruiting class, you got four offensive linemen, you got three defensive linemen, you got seven defensive backs. They're getting the stuff that they need to round out and make themselves a more balanced and more complete football team. And yeah, you got a bunch of receivers and you got a couple of running backs, which is also a position of need. You got a quarterback, you got a linebacker, you got a kicker. Um, but he's doing a great job of not just going get a five-star player that you don't even need to have. He's getting guys that are going to fit the needs that the roster has. LSU's losing their whole secondary, right? Just about they're all going pro or they're all seniors. You got seven defensive back commitments. Need more depth on the offensive and defensive lines. Well, you got seven linemen committed. That's an excellent job of getting what you need and not what the fans say that you need. Right. You get what you need, and the uh, the other ones come to you. That's exactly what, what right. What a great system. <laughs> That's exactly right. The transfer portal is hot and heavy. There are so many guys that are in the transfer portal, and it's crazy, and I saw a meme about this the other day. Is that it's, it was a guy who um, – It's like a little comic book strip, and it said, player leaves school because he's third on the depth chart. Then it's him walking into the portal, submitting his application. And then the door, like there's a little door, and then the door opens up and it says, player's now in the portal, and he's 1,800 out of 1,900 people in the portal. It's like sometimes these players got to realize that there may not be enough spots to fit all the guys who are in the portal. It's just kind of an interesting place with which we are in the world right now. I'm looking on 24-7. There's a transfer portal tab where you can look at all the different players that are in the portal. It's crazy to think this is where we are in college football. Yeah, and it's getting more and more. And just because you want to leave does not mean that a team's out there that wants you. That's and, the thing. You know, that's a, a gamble that they take. And look, it's happening in the NFL even. You uh, you lose your starting job, you leave. I mean, you walk away from the team. That's the right, that's yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see where this shakes out. Jackson State has several guys that are in the portal. Dion's trying to wow. lure all those guys to Colorado. Colorado's picked up a few guys in the portal. Actually, Jackson State lost their bowl game on Saturday. Dion went out uh limping out of the the stadium there. Um, but anyway, let's talk about some of the bowl action and and. Uh, over the weekend, I only watched one bowl game. Bits and pieces of uh, of a few, but I only watched one bowl game. Florida got killed on Saturday, thirty to three. Uh, they finished their season six and seven. And I know it's easy to say, "Ah, oh, bro, their quarterback didn't play." Well, the dude who did play is going to be their quarterback yeah. next year, and he looked awful. So it just goes to show, like. That was my big concern with Napier, right, is that I watch Lafayette play a lot. I never thought their offense was any good. They just line up in the shotgun and they run zone reads over and over and over again. They never could throw the ball. That's the reason why Kyron and some of the other guys at Louisiana Lafayette wanted to leave. They never threw the ball very well. Richardson, who's going to be a first-round draft pick, didn't succeed in that offense. So you got a great talent, couldn't make it work. They played Jack Miller on Saturday. He looked awful. He was 13 of 22, couldn't really do anything. They scored three points, and the only three that they got was a field goal with like 20 seconds left that he kicked, which probably shouldn't even have kicked. Florida got beat up on, and, man, it's making me concerned. I don't know how much longer this is going to go on. Next year for Napier is a big year. They better look much better next year because if they're still pandering and are right around 500, that seat's going to get really hot really fast. I would just get ready to ask you, do you think it's hot now? 
I, after this performance and this bowl game, I think his uh, the seat is hot for Napier right now. It's going to be a, a a very interesting off season for the Florida Gators. And could it be one and done? I, look, I I think it's really hot for him right now. I I think people have enough uh, the Florida Gators and. Does he survive? I don't know. I mean, I do think he'll be back, but boy, like when you you cap off your season losing three straight games and you lose to Vanderbilt, Florida State, and Oregon State and really aren't all that competitive, like they're going to be birds that are going to be chirping. And yeah, they better turn that thing around in a hurry out in Gainesville. They finished the year six and seven. <laughs> tonight, there's a bowl game, I believe. Uh, let me check. Yeah, well, actually, not tonight. In in about an hour, Marshall and UConn will be playing one another. Tomorrow, you've got Eastern Michigan and San Jose State, Liberty and Toledo. Wednesday, you got West Carolina versus South Alabama. Thursday, Baylor and Air Force. Friday, Lafayette will play Houston. Wake Forest will play Missouri. And then Saturday, you got Middle Tennessee and San Diego State. No games on Christmas Day. Excuse me, then out of the holiday you kind of get some of the bigger matchups, the more meaty matchups, and a lot of the SEC schools and everything will be in action. I saw a report uh, yesterday, and I don't know if it's true or not, but an SEC beat writer was saying that if LSU would have beaten Texas A&M but would have lost to Georgia, they would have been the Cotton Bowl's first selection. It would have been LSU and Tulane in the Cotton Bowl. Boy, you know how big of a game that would have been? People would be going crazy about that if that were actually the case. But it would. I mean... Finally, when LSU, they play Tulane again. But uh, I'll be honest, as a Tulane fan, I wouldn't want to see it because I, I just I, – and I'm being honest, I just don't think Tulane's to that level. Yeah, I think they can compete with, uh, with USC. But I, I, it, there's something to say about the speed of the SEC. Uh, it's just different. And I, I think you're going to see some of that in these bowl games – where SEC be matched up to different leagues, and I think they can show their the 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 power of the uh, of the SEC. But it, it would have been a great uh, with LSU Tulane bringing back that rival in the Cotton Bowl right there in Dallas, where it's not far. I think it that stadium would have been packed. I respect you, man, because you're the only Tulane fan that I know that thinks that. The others, ah, oh, bro, Tulane is the best team in Louisiana. If Tulane played Alabama tomorrow, would they win? No. LSU beat Alabama. Seems pretty easy to me. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, I think LSU would just have too many athletes. Like You're, you're not going to just line up and run the ball down their throat, and LSU's going to get on the edges. And, yeah, and, and look, that's not anything wrong. That's what should happen. LSU spending millions and millions of dollars in recruiting budgets, getting four- and five-star players – that's what should happen. The fact that we're even having this conversation tells you how great of a job Tulane has done to even put themselves in that discussion. Yeah, all these LSU players are driving new cars. I mean, Tulane's That's not. legal now. <laughs> but it wasn't legal before, yeah. but it's legal now. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the Saints, who are like a, a roach, right? Oh. You, you keep stepping on them and thinking they're dead, and they're not. They've some kind of way got a small sliver of an opportunity in the NFC South. They get a win over Atlanta yesterday. We'll talk about that in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.
The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third-grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your State Farm agent has your back, too, through good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agent's back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is a top-of-the-line police, fire, and EMS supply store, as well as a great source for tactical and home defense needs. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is open to the public Monday through Friday, 9 till 5, and Saturday, 10 till 2. So stop in at Tri-Parish Police Supplies on Highway 311 and get your stocking stuffers today. For more info, call 985-873-9989. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here, and I will be the first one to admit I didn't watch a whole lot of football on Sunday. I was building the newspaper. I watched the Cowboys. We'll talk about them in the next segment of the show. And I did watch a little bit of spattering of the New Orleans Saints. And Saints Falcons looked like I would have expected Saints Falcons to look. I have, both teams had moments. Both teams looked terrible at times. Um, the Saints did enough to get the win. They win 21-18 to and are somehow, way, still alive in the NFC South race. It's still a long shot. They've got to pass up Tampa. You can't tie Tampa. you got to pass up Tampa because they beat you twice. you got to play the Browns Sunday, which is not going to be easy on the road facing Watson. you got to play the Eagles after that, which is not going to be easy. The Eagles may have home field clinched up by then but they're not going to be resting their starters two weeks before having a bye. 
Like, that'd be almost a month off. They're not going to do that. Um, but New Orleans somehow, someway gets a win. They beat Atlanta 21-18. to Andy Dalton was 11 of 17, 151 yards, two touchdowns. Taysom Hill threw for a touchdown. Kamara, 21 carries, 91 yards. Hill ran seven times for 30 yards. If there's any positive to the Saints season, and this is a season that doesn't have a whole lot of positives, but if there's any positive, it is that you have found some young weapons. Olave is good. Rashid Shahid is good, and out of nowhere, by the way. And this tight end, Jawan Johnson, isn't bad either. He had two touchdowns yesterday. So if there's anything good that you could say is that you have found some young playmakers, now you just got to get a quarterback to throw it to them. Got to maybe get a little younger on defense because your defense is getting up there. But the Saints do take care of business and get a win against Atlanta despite kind of an ugly game in the Dome. Yeah, look, uh, <clears throat> the Saints, their window for the playoffs and Super Bowl uh, was still open. At the beginning of the season, there was high hopes for this uh, Saint organization. And... Um, you can see it during the first game, week one against Atlanta where they, they had to come back and score. They were down to a double digits in the fourth quarter, had to come back and score. And after that, uh, didn't win very many games. Um, it's quickly closing on them. Yeah. And and I think um, they, they're, look, realistically, they're not getting in this year. It just, I don't think it, There's so. just too much that has to happen. Um, so they they won't be in, and they're gonna have to rebuild. I mean, you need a quarterback. There, there's no doubt. You, they're, they're starting quarterback for next year is not on this roster. And where are they gonna go find a quarterback? And they think who's gonna find it for them? Because I have no confidence at all in Mickey Loomis anymore. And uh, who are they gonna get? You're right. They have some. They they found some weapons on offense, um, but I I just don't see them having a quarterback next year that can get them the ball. Uh, their defense, you're right, they are getting older, and that's why I said their window was open because their defense was pretty solid. You you brought in some guys who did not perform for you this year that you thought how they would, they frankly just did not perform the way that they should have performed. And now that, that door is uh, is just about shut, I think, on, on, on the Saints for a, for a couple of years. Bro, Atlanta's rush offense, they were cheese grading the Saints at times yesterday. 39 carries, 231 yards, two touchdowns. Tyler uh, Aguilar had 139 yards rushing on 17 carries. Cordell Patterson, 52. Ritter ran for 38 yards. Um, it was a situation late where – I'm watching, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, Atlanta's about to get the ball, and they're going to go down the field and win. And that may have been what was going to happen if not for the late-game fumble. Ritter completes a pass to Drake London, who fumbles the football. If not for that, the Falcons are already in field goal range. They're already right there, and like we're looking at a situation where they would have lost the dog on Atlanta. But fortunately for New Orleans, the Falcons are every bit as good at losing games as the yeah. Saints are. And New Orleans finds a way to get a win. Now they're taking on Cleveland. This is why uh, the Saints are not going to make the playoffs. As we said, there's three games left. You've got to pass up Tampa. So you've pretty much got to win the rest. They've pretty much got to lose the rest. That's pretty much how this has got to go. 
You're facing Cleveland on the road. You're facing the Eagles on the road. You're facing Carolina. That's not even a barrel monkeys anymore because they're playing much better. Let me tell you Tampa's schedule coming home. It's far easier than New Orleans' schedule. The last three games for Tampa, and again, they've already got a one-game lead on you. Tampa's playing at the Cardinals, who are god-awful. Home against Carolina, who are playing a little better. But at the Falcons, who again are god-awful. The Saints have a couple of games on there where you're saying, ah, they'd be lucky to win that one. The Bucs have none of those games. You're, you're thinking they're going to be favored against the Cardinals, favored against the Panthers, favored against the Falcons. Tampa's going to still win the division more than likely. Um, but, man, it, this is a rotten, rotten division. I picked Tampa in our pick'em game Saturday, and it was looking good when they were winning 17-0. Did that go south in a hurry? They're turning over the ball every single play in the third quarter. Brady looks miserable. Doesn't look like you want to be there anymore. Fournette's angry. Doesn't look like he wants to be there anymore. Tampa has come unglued at the seams. They're going to probably win the division, but they are a mess. Then just imagine if they get in and win the division, they get in, who they may match up with? Dallas, and yes. they're going to beat them. They're going to beat Dallas. And I already know how that's going to go. That would be amazing. I already know how that's going to go. The same way it went the first game of the season when they played in Tampa. Actually, that was in Dallas. They beat Dallas 19-3. to Dallas doesn't, for whatever reason, doesn't match up well with Tampa. I, I don't understand it. And I, I couldn't cheer for Tampa, but I can sure laugh after that game <laughs> if they would win. Dude, look, the Cowboys were a big laughing stock yesterday, but they were not the biggest laughing <laughs> oh, stock of the weekend. No, no. Matt Ryan was beating the Vikings 33 to nothing on Sunday. Saturday, sorry. 33 to nothing. With four minutes and 53 seconds to go in the third quarter, they were winning 36 to 7. They were winning by 29 with 20 minutes left to go in the game and lost. 39 to 36. The Vikings come all the way back. I was watching it in awe. It's like the Colts' defense, they weren't even playing prevent. They were playing like just go score a touchdown. And then on the other end, Ryan's getting sacked, and like it was ugly, and you just knew. I texted my buddy Richard. After the Vikings scored to make it 36-21 with 13 minutes left, I told him, this is over. The Colts are going to lose. This is over. Matt Ryan just gets that deer-in-the-headlights look sometimes, and you just know it's over. He's not doing anything the rest of the game, and it's over. It took all the way to the last play of overtime with three seconds left, so the Colts did resist a little bit in overtime. But my goodness, what a disgrace. You have a coach who became the interim coach with zero experience. You have a quarterback who can't hold on to any lead. You mix that all together, and you blew a 33 Point lead against the Vikings on Saturday. Just ridiculous. Yeah, Saturday. You know where he's going back next year. But what, let me yeah. tell you this. By Sunday, he shouldn't have yeah. his job anymore. But yes. Yeah, just uh, poor Matt Ryan. Super Bowl <laughs> debacle. Saturdays, it's, uh, it, it, it's bad. They're a bad football team. But I still do not think that was – the worst, how they lost that game compared to 
your New England Patriots. Oh, that was the worst. Yeah, you're right. Oh my gosh, yes, that was the worst. I, I overs dude, that's crazy. The Cowboys aren't even the second worst ending of the weekend. The Patriots, yes. New England and Las Vegas. It's 24 to 24. The last play of the game. New England throws it to running back in the flats. He's making his way up the field. This is the last play from scrimmage. Gets stuck up at about the 35-yard line. Decides, okay, let me break this tackle and lateral it to a receiver. Who decides, all right, let me just throw about a 20-yard pass backwards. Straight to a Raiders player, Chandler Jones, who then runs over Mac Jones and then goes into the end zone. A, that was the stupidest play I've ever seen. B, Mac Jones, your franchise quarterback. Oh, he's not your franchise quarterback. He's really not that good, but that's another story for another day. He gets run over. C, the Raiders coach is a former Belichick guy. D, the guy who caught the interception, I guess you call it an interception, Chandler Jones, used to be a Patriot. You didn't mm. pay him. What the hell were they doing? And I, I think as the players on their own. Yeah, Belichick that, said they didn't call lateral play. The players just decided on their own, hey, we're, we're doing this. What the hell are you doing? Now, you think that would have happened just like maybe f- even five years ago? There, There's no way. Now these players are just – Belichick doesn't have any control, it seems now. that For them to even attempt to do that, that is – that is just insane. You play, you're going into overtime. Yeah. I mean, you're not you don't have to score. You're not losing. And oh yeah, you're better than them. You'd be favored to win in <laughs> overtime. Anything but what you just did. And look, here's the thing. And and it was actually a friend of mine who pointed this out. Let's say Chandler Jones doesn't intercept it and Mac Jones catches the football. You really think Mac Jones is gonna run 70 yards yeah. for a touchdown? He would have gotten crushed immediately. Like, what are you doing? It, it, it's it, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, but what a way to lose that game. And if you're on that coaching staff and uh, the players just on their own decided, let's just try this and uh, to lose it that way. I mean, you, Belichick after his interview was uh, – Oh, yeah, he was real pleased. <laughs> yes. He was real pleased. But, look, it's a Patriots team, and I've been telling you all since the preseason, they hired a defensive coordinator as their offensive coordinator. Like – there's a lot of weird things going on there. Belichick wants to have his guys, and a lot of his guys aren't even in the right spots in the staff. And they're seven and seven somehow. But boy, they gave one away yesterday to Las Vegas, thirty to twenty-four. That was one of the craziest things that you ever see. It's crazy to think that on a weekend where a team blows a thirty-three to nothing lead, it's not even the wildest finish that you have in the NFL. But who? Goodness gracious! Las they, Vegas gets a big they, win. They had a few because your Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys lose on a game you know, losing pick six, blow a seventeen point lead. Like but, the 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 Texans are driving in trying to score on the Chiefs fumble. The Chiefs score a touchdown. The next play, like crazy. It was a crazy weekend in the NFL. Have a missed pass interference in the Giants and Commanders game that could have flipped that yes, one around. Yes. So, whew, if you're a conspiracy theorist. You got a lot of material. Let, let, to work look, with. let's let's get back to your cowboys. You can't change the subject there. Oh, I got quick. them in the next segment. Okay, oh. well let's save it for the next one. I got it in the next segment. It's play by play on Kaylee B. We've got W's and L's coming. I think I just spoiled one of my L's. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the all new Raging Cajun, one oh two point seven FM. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. 
during the months of November through January 31st. Buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. If you've never been to a Rouse's Market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. All right, it's time for our W's and L's segment here on Play by Play. Casey Gisclair here with Coach Brian Colley. We're enjoying our time in the studio and hope the same for you all. We're actually not going to have a show tomorrow. Do you know why I'm not having a show tomorrow? Because we have our Lafouche Gazette Christmas party tomorrow in the afternoon. So I will be celebrating the holidays. But Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'll be here and I'll be rocking and rolling. We'll be making it happen. I will be good to go for our basketball broadcast tomorrow. You sure? Yeah, we'll keep the uh, the eggnog. Christmas virgin. party, I, I know how you are. <laughs> right, oh, on Saturday. We, uh, <laughs> yeah. Friday, rather, we had a good time. Um, our first weekend W goes to the LSU football team, the Tigers, as we talked about earlier in the show, get Aaron Anderson. That's a big deal. Um, you get Tavano, a cornerback commitment from Texas, who's a five-star player. That's a big deal. LSU continues to keep the recruiting train rolling. You fix a need, you get a good receiver, get a good kick returner, get a guy from New Orleans. Check off every single box there. You get Aaron Anderson from Alabama. That's a big win for Brian Kelly and his staff. And it just goes to show, as Coach said earlier in the show, you've got to recruit outside of your locker room. you got to recruit inside of your locker room now in college football. Alabama let one slip away, and the Tigers reap those benefits. And L goes to, as we talked about, the New England Patriots. What in the hell are you doing? At the end of the game, it's 24-24. to 24. 
they try some kind of lateral play that was off the cuff and they turn it over and Chandler Jones runs it back for a score. It was the craziest. I was actually at Biddy Basketball getting pictures and I went in and showed it to Ashton Dillon. The first thing that Ashton Dillon, who's refereeing, said at the time, man, Belichick's going to have a stroke. <laughs> and guess what? I, it came pretty close in his postgame press conference. On top of that, New England allowed a touchdown with 32 seconds left that allowed Las Vegas to tie the game an 81-yard drive that lasted just a minute and 39. Coach, I don't understand this. Teams play such great defense all game, all game. Then at the end, they just say, we're not doing any of the stuff that worked all game long. Let's back up. Let's play prevent. Let's let you go straight down the field. It drives me off the wall. A team that will have not allowed a long pass all game for 58 minutes in the last two minutes will say, we're not letting you beat us deep. We're going to play back in coverage. And then they give up underneath throws and a touchdown over and over again. Why do they do that? And the offense was saying, good. Yes. We're not getting behind you. We're yes. going to cut in front of you. And, yes, it, it happens often. And that prevent defense, prevents victories, and uh, a lot of teams that, that does happen. Now, if you go on the Saints, I think this, there's – the Saints are not in the prevent; they're just <laughs> in a bad defense. Yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, why why teams do that? I I, I don't know. And uh, and you go back on the other hand, if teams all you need is a, a, to win the game, a lot of times a first down, and they they can't pick up a first down. Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. The Bills get a weekend W because they get a win, a snow game over the Dolphins, thirty-two to twenty-nine. The Dolphins actually beat the Bills' butts for a lot of that game. The Bills come back, go down the field in the snow, get a touchdown from Josh Allen to Dawson Knox, then go down the field 86 yards over 15 plays, get a 25-yard field goal from Tyler Bass to win it. It was so funny. I don't know if you were home yet at that time. Bass is about ready to kick the game winner. There's snow all over the field. They call a timeout to get the lineman to wipe the snow off of the turf so he could have a nice landing space. The Bills are 11-3. and three. They get a win over Miami. Looks like they're in great uh, great position to get home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs. It's going to be tough to beat them in Buffalo, bro. Those fans are crazy. That weather's crazy. It's going to be tough to beat them in Buffalo. Yeah, and their quarterback's pretty darn good. He's an animal. He, uh, he runs like a running back, throws like uh, Peyton Manning. It's going to be tough. Weekend L goes to Florida football for all the reasons we talked about earlier that just didn't look good in their bowl. Just looked like a team that was behind the eight ball. In year one, you want to take a little momentum into your offseason. They're not recruiting as well as they probably should be. They're not playing well on the field. Florida finishes the year below 500. Weekend W goes to Joe Burrow. For the first time in 84 games, Tom Brady lost a game at home, with which he led by 17 or more points. Burrow and the Bengals battled back, scored 31 points in the second half, he threw for four touchdowns in the game, and Cincinnati continues their hot streak. They're 10-4 and four on the season. These are crazy video game numbers. On the season, Burrow now has 31 touchdowns to go with 10 interceptions, and there's still several games to go. He was missing Jamar Chase for a lot of the year. I'm telling you, man, the Bengals are going to be tough. I don't want to face them in the playoffs if I'm any of the other teams in the AFC. Yeah, I'm just glad uh, they took it to Brady. Yeah. Yeah, Brady took a pound. Weekend L goes to my Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? The Cowboys had the game won yesterday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
They're leading by 17 points, 27 to 10 with 521 to go in the third quarter. Jaguars score a touchdown. Dak Prescott turns it over. They score another touchdown. It's 27 to 24 with a minute 23 to go in the third quarter. Hey, no big deal. The Cowboys score a touchdown with three minutes left and go up 34 to 31. They even then force a turnover and get the ball back. They can't get a first down. The Jaguars go right down the field, get a field goal, force overtime. No big deal. You get a stop in overtime. All you got to do is go and kick a field goal. You get to about midfield. Prescott rolls out right off of the shoulder pads of a wide receiver. Pops up in the air. Rayshon Jenkins, 52-yard interception return for a touchdown. I'm a big Prescott critic here. I don't think he's very good. Wasn't his fault yesterday. No, his defense let him down. His wide receiver let him down. And uh, his coaching staff might have let him down a little bit too there at the end with how they managed the clock, how they managed their timeouts. Cowboys blew one yesterday. In the grand scheme of things, doesn't hurt a whole lot. You were going to be the five seed whether you won or lost. You're going to probably still be the five seed now. But boy, that's a tough one to lose to Jacksonville. Yeah, look, you have the ball with a minute left. Your opponent has three timeouts. You run the ball on first down, they call a timeout. You run it on second, they call a timeout. Now it forces you to third down. They have one timeout left. If you run the ball, they have to use their fourth timeout with under a minute left. So even though if you punt, you're putting the ball to your opponent with no timeouts left, and they got to travel a good bit of the field. Well, they had that one timeout because Dallas on third down threw the ball. Incomplete pass. Stops the clock. Jacksonville gets the ball. Third, uh, what it was third and long, they give up a play. They get in field goal position. They call a timeout to get into overtime. So that game should have never even gone close to overtime. I agree. And look, I don't mind the decision to throw on third down so much as the decision to throw a fifty-yard pass on third down. Now, if you want to throw a little screen or a safe throw that you think you'll complete eighty percent of the time, hey, that's cool. Try to go get the first down. When you're throwing the ball forty yards down the field on third and five. Yeah, I've got a little bit well, of you, you look back with the, the NOLA no-call, the, the Saints had that play on, uh, was it third and short, or they, they could have ran the ball. Yep. And they chose to – it was a safe little pass where they, they normally would complete it maybe, like you said, 80-something percent of the time. Did not complete it. So Crazy. That was big in that game. And Weekend W goes to the LSU women's basketball team. Y'all, if you're just a fan of basketball or you're a fan of LSU and like to see LSU do well at something, watch the LSU women's basketball team. They played in a tournament out in Hawaii. They beat Montana State by 39. They beat Oregon State. This is a Pac-12 team, right? And, like, not a bad one. They were 7-3, and three, like a solid Pac-12 team. Beat them by 32. Like, LSU's just blowing out everybody. They're 12-0 and on the year. Angel Reese, transfer player from Maryland. How about this? 6'3 sophomore, averaging 25 points, 15 rebounds, 3 assists, shooting 63.5% from the floor. She's gotten a double-double in every game. Last night against Oregon State, 25 points, 20 rebounds. She is a monster for the Lady Tigers who are undefeated, one of the best teams in the country. You spent all that money. That's why you spent all that money. They got a good one. LSU is one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, Malky, uh, I think her success may be a little bit ahead of schedule where most people thought that this team would be. Uh, they did well last year also, but uh, this year, it's uh, I think it's a year ahead of their schedule. But, wow, I mean, 
And oh yeah, what their, a performance! Their incoming recruiting class, yeah, number one in the country. You've got the number one player in the country. Yeah, it is going to be it's going to be scary time for the rest of the country coming up soon. Weekend L goes to the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans had gotten hot, and you know they beat up on the Suns, and you know everybody all in their first place in the West, and all this talk. They've lost every game since then. They lost to the Utah Jazz twice over the weekend. Played the Phoenix Suns again, blew a twenty point lead. Give up 50-plus points to Devin Booker. The Pelicans got everybody's hopes up. And look, they're still having a great start to the year. But it is a letdown when you lose three straight. They're now 18-11. and 11. Zion Williamson had a good game over the weekend against the Suns. Didn't get a tremendous amount of help. And defensively, you just can't let one player score 58 points like Devin Booker did. you got to do a better job there. Yeah, let's see where they can be after the All-Star break. Uh, it'd be typical. It'd be about right for a New Orleans sports team. Get your fan base all excited and just the air goes out at the end. So uh, I'm not getting too excited too early. A weekend W goes to Argentina. Viva Argentina in the World Cup final. One of the greatest soccer matches that you'll ever see. They get a thrilling win over France. Win the World Cup. They get a 4-2 to victory on penalties. This one was nuts, and I don't really do much soccer, but Argentina leads three, uh, excuse me, two to nothing. France scores two late goals to force overtime. Argentina scores a goal in overtime. To, you're thinking, oh, it's over. Remember, in soccer, they play the full overtime. It's not sudden death. Right at the very end of overtime, France scores to tie it again. We go to penalty kicks, and Argentina beats them four to two. That was thrilling. That was must-see television, and I know those people in Argentina are going crazy right now. They win the World Cup. That was exciting as heck. Look, I ain't going to lie. A small part of me was thinking, uh, I hope this is over by noon so we get the NFL, but the ending to that match was unbelievable. Great theater. Yeah, right. Uh, my point in this is a lot of people are talking. And look, a lot of people watch soccer, and it's, it's growing and growing. But you see a lot of people now talking about this game and why a lot of people were watching this game exactly because they were waiting for NFL football after. Yep, yep. great timing there on the time slot. That's why I had it on. <laughs> great timing in the time slot. And weekend L goes to NFL officiating because, bro, you guys are terrible. We saw a missed call decide the end of the Sunday night game. We saw several blown calls throughout the course of the weekend. I... I know that we need replay because there are some obvious misses that we do get overturned. There's nothing more frustrating than when they review a play for what feels like hours, but it's actually three, four, five minutes. Look at it over and over and over and over again and still get it wrong. We saw that several times over the weekend. The big pass interference no call in the Giants and and, uh, Commanders game was a big one. There were some other big ones throughout the course of the weekend officiating league-wide was super bad again. Yeah, how about the one on the honey badger? There you go. That was not even close to being interference, and they called it on them. But it seemed like the Saints get two or three a game called on them. And, and but at the end of that Sunday night game, that was that was bad. That was uh, blatant interference. And how can how can they let that one go? Yeah, it, oh, because, but the announcer said uh, they want the officials want the players on the field to decide it. Well, come on. How could you? The guy couldn't catch the ball. His hands was being held from behind. Uh, that was just uh, a miss. W goes to Dan Campbell of the Detroit Football Lions. They stay hot. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. They get a 
Very tough, gutsy win against the New York Jets. We talked about the Lions a lot here. We talked about them on Saturday on the Sports Corner. They have now won three games in a row. They've now won six of seven. They close out their year with Carolina, Chicago, Green Bay. They'll be favored in all of those. They've got a great shot to make the playoffs, and if they do, like who who wants to play them right now? They're moving the ball exceptionally well. Jared Goff is playing good, and the Lions are going to be a team that's going to factor into this thing before it's all said and done. Yeah, we talked about that Saturday, about the job Dan Campbell is doing, and um, Aaron Glenn, former Saints out of uh, player and coach. <laughs> out of nowhere. He was not even a very good defensive backs coach, and now he's no, a defensive he coordinator doing a great job there. The last L, and then we'll catch a break, get our picks. Matt Ryan. <laughs> he had 182 yards passing on Saturday, blew a 30-plus point lead. Matt Ryan, what are you doing? They got sacked a lot. They mismanaged the clock. They looked like they had a high school football coach coaching them. Oh, yeah, because that's what their coach was about a month ago. He was a high school football coach. The Colts gave that one away to Minnesota. They didn't even have a prayer of guarding Justin Jefferson at the end of the game. They couldn't handle the clock. They couldn't handle their lead. They couldn't get off the field. They turned it over like crazy. That was an ugly, ugly sequence of events for the Colts, who are 4-9-1. and one. To think, they had Frank Wright, who a lot of folks think is a really good coach, got rid of him. What Frank Wright must have been thinking as he was watching that on Saturday, because there ain't no way in hell if he were there, that they would have lost yeah. that game on Saturday. And I think Matt Ryan was tired of people talking about the Super Bowl comeback. So he That's a good to, way to do to it. Give, uh, <laughs> let me give people something else to talk about. The largest blown lead in a playoff game and a regular season game are owned by the same guy. What's the odds of that? That's unbelievable. Not good. That's I, I can't. unbelievable. <laughs> That's not a good record to hold. Let's catch a break. It's our last break. When we get back, I'll give you some betting picks. We've been pretty hot. Zach's truck, I gave him a bunch of winners over the weekend. His play-by-play on KLEB. The music on the bayou, the raging Cajun. 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. It's the Big Finner Sales event right now at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985 868 0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. 
It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated, locations in Homa, LaRoe, and At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. All right, whose theme is this? Well, I was hoping you didn't ask. He's literally going to be talking. I was going to say, yeah, okay, John Cena. Yeah, there you go. One for one. Yeah, I got that one. Casey Jisler here with Coach Brian Colley. It is play-by-play on KLEB. Our first game that we'll be picking in the bowl pick'em, or not bowl pick'em, just our picks for the day, will be a bowl game today, the only bowl game of the day. I'm going to tell you that I like over 42.5 for Marshall in Connecticut in that game. Uh, Marshall could score. Heck, they scored on Notre Dame's defense earlier in the year. I think they'll score on UConn. UConn's bad, man. I don't know how UConn's even – I don't even know how they they made it to a bowl. Jim Moore – actually, I was about to ask you who their coach is, but then I spilled it. Jim Moore Jr. is their coach, which is kind of random. Is it? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's doing a good job there. They made a bowl. I think it'll go over 42.5. In that one between Marshall and Connecticut. Tonight in the NBA, over 219 and a half for the 76ers and the Raptors. We've hit a bunch of overs for the 76ers this year. Why? Because they don't play any defense. That's why uh, Joel Embiid is a good rim protector, but he could only do so much. You got a lot of the guys for Philadelphia that are matadors on defense. They get they go guard on the perimeter and ole! They just let the guy drive yeah. right into the lane. And the 76ers could score. They've got a lot of weapons, so I expect some offense and some points there. I think it'll be over 219.5 in that matchup. Lastly, Pelicans fans, close your ears. I like the Bucks minus one tonight to beat the Pelicans in the Smoothie King Center. Milwaukee's really good. They've got Giannis. They've got a lot of weapons. Drew Holiday should be able to control some of the perimeter game. That'll be a fun matchup, though. Giannis against Zion. I just think the Bucks are a little more well-equipped to handle that matchup, and I think that Milwaukee will... Go on the road and beat a struggling Pelicans team that's kind of limping into the game, both physically and mentally, after losing some tough matchups. So that'll be it for us today. I want to thank Coach Colley for his time, as always. We always like when you come by the studio, man, and hang out. And I know throughout the Christmas holiday, you're going to be 
wondering what to do and wondering how to fill your time, you're always welcome here in the studio, brother. And we thank you so much. And as we said later in the week, we may even have another coach or two come stop by and spend the 90 minutes with us. That's going to be fun. <laughs> you didn't say that with a whole lot of a whole lot of umph, but yes, yeah. we're expecting to have Damien in the studio at some point later in the week. Um, well, I know when y'all two get together, I got to watch out. Oh, here we go. Yes, I will be watching out. You're not going to drink anything that we give you? Uh-uh. You learn. Oh, here we go. Let's wrap up today's show. We want to thank everybody for listening. Hope you all are having a wonderful rest of the day. If you're wondering, hey, are there any games tonight? Where should I go? Nickel State University, home tonight, 6 o'clock. Yours truly will be on the play-by-play call on ESPN+. Plus. The Colonels are taking on Trinity Baptist very quickly before we wrap up as we are against the clock. Boy, what a job by the Colonels over the weekend. They beat Southeastern decisively on Thursday. And then I remember saying on the sports corner, like, man, like Nichols was impressive. They looked really good. Then, oh, yeah, they almost beat Mississippi State on the road Saturday. They lose on the buzzer, 68-66. to Trinity Baptist, praying for you, brother, because you're going to get <laughs> smashed tonight. Nichols is going to lay the lumber on Trinity Baptist tonight. The Colonels are playing super well. They go on the road in the SEC and are leading by three at halftime and lose it late. What a performance from Coach Clunch and his team. Yeah, look, they're playing well. And uh, watch out for the Colonels. Yeah, no doubt. They've got a lot of weapons, and they're going to be heavily favored tonight. And I think they'll put on a show. That's 6 o'clock tonight. <laughs> That's all for us. Won't be back tomorrow. Got a Christmas party tomorrow, but we'll be back Wednesday. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Adios, y'all. Y'all take care. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.